Oh, because your rows are fairly wide. I mean, they're not super close. Right. We have eight foot rows. Eight foot and six foot are kind of like in the standard middle. There are some four and meter plantings. I don't know that I've ever seen a real difference between yields in plant density and wine quality in plant density. I think that what's important is that if there's more individuals, you can have a vineyard that will be longer living because the replacement of one vine is not as dramatic in a 2,000 vines per acre than it is in 800 vines per acre. Percentage-wise, then the vines are younger is what you're saying. Right. And replacing a vine in an existing vineyard is a really slow process. But that's a super interesting comment that you're basically saying you don't think that yields are related to wine quality in a way that I think a lot of people assume they are. Well, over yields or under yields are both bad. You can under yield a vine and you can over yield a vine. And that is based on variety, site, and selection. So if I think of a variety that we have that has a tendency to overcrop pretty easily would be Syrah. If we overthin it, it'll mature too quickly. But if we let it produce five and a half tons per acre, the tannins won't mature. It'll produce the sugar, but the tannins will be rough and aggressive. So you have to make a decision. This is my opinion. You have to make a decision on what your target crop load is in the third week in July. And that's long before you know what the rest of the year is going to be like. And so you have to say to yourself that, well, let's thin it for any eventuality. So if you if you take it down to two tons per acre, it will ma- possibly mature too quickly in a warm fall. If you leave five and a half tons per acre, it might not mature quickly enough in a cool fall. So we take it down to somewhere in the middle, three, three and a quarter. But th- that depends on the buyer as well, because these acreage contracts are really focused on the buyer deciding what the ultimate yield wants to be. I mean, if a winery wants two tons per acre, I'm, we're happy to drop it to that as long as they pay us by the acre. So this famous winery takes this row, and this famous winery takes this row, and they want it different. So you'll do what they want you to do, and then you've probably tried those wines later, and you can draw these conclusions as to what this results in. Our Syrah comes from a block where, where we have a neighbor who farms right next to us this exact same block. We have about an acre and a half, and he has an acre and a half, this other winery. They crop at twice the level we do. They do everything exactly the same. The vines look completely the same. And I don't know that I've come to this conclusion, but... I might be inclined to say that we undercrop it. That having a wine that's a little less concentrated might be nice. But that's totally subjective. I I think that's a subjective thing. I mean, I think that 
it depends on what you, I mean, there's a, there's a tendency today to have wines that are a little less extracted amongst certain people. And, but then, then you miss out on all the people that like these really, in, you know, much more extracted wines. I think as long as you stay within the limits, it's a subjective call. If you can stay below the phenolic kind of breaking point where you won't ripen the phenolics and you stay above this kind of super maturation that can happen at very low yields, you're just going to create wines of different style. Uh, I mean, Cabernet Franc, I think, is another serious example of this. I mean, we grow our old master. Cabernet Franc and Arietta grows their H Franc in a very similar fashion. One cluster per shoot, no touching clusters. Between two and a half and three ton target might end up less or more than that, but that's our target. And we get fully ripe fruit. If you 